Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. I want to jump right into it today. I've got two verses that I want us to look at, and then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how to have a little bit of joy this Christmas. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. It says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Isaiah 9 verse 6 and 7 says this, For unto us a child is born, unto us us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice, from that time forward, even forever." The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. See, here's the thing that I I want to talk about is if we're not careful, Christians will be under the marketing of Christmas but forget about how powerful Christmas is. See, we all lose vision from time to time. I remember there were countless times when my wife had four babies and she would constantly be a little discouraged about her season. Any moms remember that? Come on. Any dads remember consoling your wives? You know, because she would think, I'm not doing as much as I... I, Now I've relegated to wiping up bodily functions and um and I, I used to be so um I used to use my mind and now I feel like I don't use my mind as much and I I remember us having to talk and and our pastor would talk about the power of being a mom and the power of being a wife and it would refuel vision there were times even as a dad that I would I'd get under it man I'm not the dad I want to be not the father I want to be, get discouraged and lose the vision. It's easy to lose the vision about a lot of things. Why am I working? Why am I doing this job? I mean, obviously I know I have to eat, so I have that basic understanding. But maybe there's something better out here. Maybe what I'm doing, and 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 if we're not careful, we lose the vision on why we do. Why do we go to church? Why do we have to go to the church? I mean, really, Jesus is in our heart. We are the church. This is a building. You know, I just don't understand And just like anything that is really, really important in your life, you can lose vision on it. You can lose vision on it. I'm going to tell you the truth. I had a favorite song, favorite Christmas song. Anybody have a favorite Christmas song that is kind of your jam? It's your go-to at Christmas? You know, when you start thinking about Christmas, I don't know what it is. It could be a way in a manger, you're spiritual. You know, it could be... Uh, the 12 days of Christmas. It could be Mariah Carey. I don't know <laughs> how you do it. But one of my favorite Christmas carols, real talk, 
was Here Comes Santa Claus. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs as a child. Come on, y'all remember the song, right? You're not going to make me sing it, but here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus. Come on, write down Santa Claus. Y'all know the song? Vixen, Blixen, <laughs> all his reindeer. Come on. Pulling out the reins. Bells are ringing. Children singing. All is merry and bright. Come on. Hang your stocking. Say a prayer because you're spiritual. You're really spiritual. <laughs> You know, there's something about that song. I remember as a kid thinking, man, Santa Claus has come. I remember as a child feeling so much excitement around Christmas. My anticipation was elevated because Santa was coming to town. I remember thinking, how is he going to get? I mean, like in my little mind, I was thinking, what, how does he get in with all, with, with, where there's no chimneys? What does he do? How does he contemplate? What if steep roofs do the deer fall off the steep roof? How do we? And I remember buying into this whole thought. When is he coming? How is he coming? When would he arrive? What would he bring? And now, decades later, my excitement is still elevated in this season, and not because of Santa and flying reindeer, but because I understand the real meaning of Christmas and how God gave Jesus as a redeemer for our life and I think that if we're not careful, we could probably learn some things from our kids. And you know, last night I, I took my family to see some lights. And, and, and it was, the place was in Fayetteville, and it, and it was the Stewart family lights. I don't know if you've been there. But, but really, here's the thing. Is for three of my kids, because I got one kind of preteen, it's like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> Let's go eat. You know, but, but, but for three of them, it was, oh, dad, dad, dad. And I'm like, they're lights. <laughs> These things blow up. It's cool. It's awesome. You know, I'm thinking, okay, we were in line to go one mile for an hour and a half. An hour and a half. It was like this. That, like that much is what I moved. And, and I got there and... and and I just got so excited about how my kids got excited. And so by the end of the night, I'm like, let's ride the camel. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like in it because they're in it. And it was amazing how their excitement got on me. And if we're not careful, Christians, believers will lose the excitement of this season because of stress, pressure, burdens. We got to get excited about, come on, this is a great season. And today, I want to give four reminders as we approach Christmas. Four reminders as we approach Christmas. And I'm going to jump right into this. The first is, Jesus is a pretty big deal. Oh, it's pretty kind of basic. You know, Jesus is a big deal. He's a big deal. And I want to talk about this in Luke, and we're going to spend some time here in Luke chapter 1, and I want to read you the beginning of this, this, this dialogue between the angel and between Mary. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And we're going to break this up, but I want to read this to you. Now in the sixth month, 
The angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered in what manner of greeting was this. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and that and shall... And his name shall be called Jesus, and he will be great, and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, come on somebody, will have no end. That's good. That's where you clap. I believe it. Other holidays get a day. Christmas is emphasized for a month. For a month, actually, in November, people are starting to talk about Christmas. Why? I mean, think about that. That's more than one-twelfth. Over a whole month, we're talking about Christmas, and we're talking about Jesus. Because Jesus, I mean, think about how powerful He is. He divided B.C., before Christ, come on, and A.D. Jesus is, is not just some little figure Jesus is more than a holy man, a prophet, a martyr. He is the complete, eternal God who became flesh. Meaning, in the Old Testament, God was only approachable by a few. And here is the big deal. Not that he was a cute baby, baby. Not that he was a cute baby. Not that he was waddling, waddled in something in a manger. The fact of the matter is, the reason it's big is because an unapproachable God became approachable. That's huge. Meaning that for the first time, everybody could talk to him and touch him. It wasn't just Moses going up the mountain. It wasn't just a few judges or a few priests, but that everybody could get involved when this woman who had an issue of blood went up and touched the hem of, of, of what he was wearing. She could have never done that. It's a big deal. For those who are struggling today, here's what I want to say. Jesus is the most important part of this season. And he's on the way. He's on the way. There was this anticipation, more than Santa Claus coming to town, that Jesus was on the way. And yes, you can be stressed out, and you can make this about overspending, and high traffic, and long lines, and trying to get the right toy, and stressing out. But let me tell you, this, this season is much more bigger than some elf or a wish list. God became flesh. The birth of Jesus is a big deal. And we got to make sure that we keep it a big deal in our homes. We got to make sure that we talk about it as a big deal. Listen, I I'm not trying to tell you I'm for or against, so don't even send me no emails. But, but here's what I'm telling you. Is if Santa overrides Jesus, then where is the next generation of our kids, what are they going to see as important? What are they going to see as important? The truth is, 
the birth of Jesus is a big deal because here's the deal. Why Santa may give you a present, he cannot save your life. Come on, it's a big deal. The second thing is this, is that Jesus is still needed to be delivered to the world. We're talking about four big things. Four, four things that we, as we approach this Christmas week that we are all responsible for. Jesus is still needing to be delivered to the world. Luke chapter 1 verse 34 and 38 says, When Mary said to the angel, How can this be? Since I do not, I've not known a man. And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and empower you with the highest and will overshadow you. And therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the, now the sixth month of her who was called barren. For with God nothing is impossible. And then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. See, here's the thing. Is that if we're not careful, we'll think that all the miraculous things have been done. And all we're trying to do is conjure up some memory of what happened. But I still believe that we carry Christ into this world. We still are on assignment. And until you hear the trumpet, come on. There is still an assignment and you have something to carry. Well, I can't carry anything. I mean, you don't know my past. You don't know what's going on in my life. <laughs> I don't, I'm probably not the one that... God would choose. Here's what I want to tell you. Is Mary thought limitations, but God thought liberation. Mary could only see facts, but God could see a future. God uses ordinary people to deliver great gifts. And that's what we do. Well, oh, I just, you know, Christmas has just been so, yeah, it's just a market. It's just a scheme. Everybody's just spent. It's just so, you know. If you're not careful, you'll miss it. Be, and, and, and we'll come up with all of these excuses and we'll come up with all these reasons not to like it. But really, this is our season. This is our season. And so we give a gift, not out of pressure. Come on, Jesus already taught us how to give. You don't give under compulsion. You don't give under compulsion. In other words, if you can't afford a $50 present, and all you can afford is a $15 present, then you rock that $15 present because it's out of your heart that you give. Does that make sense? But now we're under compulsion and like never before, credit cards are rising and people are stressed and they're buying on credit and how in the world, and this is the greatest day in the world and I'm broke. Because I have to give everyone in my family something special. I, I have to, no, 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 listen, I understand. There are presents and we have to buy them. But, but we tend to make things harder, come on, than they really are. Have you ever walked over and thought about your schedule? Like your own personal schedule? 
and thought, this is harder than it has to be. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever been in a situation in life where you thought, you know what? I did this to myself. Come on. If we're not careful, Jesus will get a bad rap, and so will Christmas, just because we're trying to keep up with everybody else. You're not trying to keep up with everybody else. In fact, the Bible says, do not compare yourself with one another. In other words, each of you have a lane. You run in your lane, baby. You run in your lane. And so I have to deal with that. I have three friends that are all doctors and they make a whole lot more than your pastor. (laughs) And I go to their houses and they're giving these presents and their wives are driving new. (laughs) It's a Merry Christmas. (laughs) And they're like, come over. And I'm like, okay. We bought your presents. Cool. We made you a cake. Yeah. How in the world can we be happy if we're always looking to someone else and trying to find value based on what everybody else does? See, we're missing the moment. We're missing it. The fact is that we carry Jesus and we still bring Jesus to the world. And there's something in you that you have that the world needs. But if you're distracted, if you're looking to your left and right, if you feel devalued because you can't get your kids or get someone or do something, whoa, 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 hold on. Let's bring this back. There's a greater lesson. And the lesson that you can teach your kids is how to live within your means. And let me tell you something. You may not, baby, we need to sit down and we need to talk. We know that, I know you'll go back to school here in a couple of weeks, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you what mama's trying to do. Let me tell you what dad's trying to do. I'm trying to live like no one wants to now so I can live like everybody wants to later. And here's the deal. Everybody plays and everybody pays. And you pay now and you play later. You play now and you pay later. But everybody plays and everybody pays. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get you something I can afford and then we're all going to be happy this Christmas. Or I can get you something that I can't afford and I'm going to be mad every time it's out on the floor or whatever. And I'm going to be personally offended that you broke what I put on credit. Do you want it happy or do you want it mad? Well, I'll take you happy. Great. Does this make sense? Make sure that we don't use this season as something that's not because this season is the greatest season. Come on. There is. For every present you purchase, don't panic. God wants you to be a giver. To be a giver. It's okay to be a giver. It's okay to give. I'm going to use this portion, and I'm going to give, and I'm going to bless. And you know what? Don't, don't, don't be the people that give wanting something in return. Come on. Come on. You, I don't, you, probably none of us are those people. But, but, but you may know somebody that, I gave you something. <laughs> oh, well, well, hold on. I'm just going to give to give. I'm just going to give to give. I'm going to give because out of, out of the overflow of my heart, I just want to give. I'm not giving, expecting anything. I just want, come on. As a child, it was awesome to get. Come on, y'all remember? But here's the deal. As an adult, 
It's a whole lot easier. I don't, I, don't even, I don't even care about a present. I just want to see everybody. Come on, is that true? I just want to see everybody else. Oh, oh and I'm sitting there going, this is awesome. I mean, I'm just excited about the opportunity to give because I gave, listen, what I had to give. I gave what I had to give. And it wasn't, <gasps> for the next nine months, I'm mad about what I spent in Christmas. Come on, stay where you can stay. Some of us have means, a lot of means. Some of us live on a certain budget. But the reality is, it's all about what's in here and what you're giving. It's not about the price tag. Is that right? Come on, we all, do we all know that? But sometimes we, we know it, but... Come on, we've got to teach the people in our home that we're going to do the very best we can do for you. And you know what? That's going to be enough. And we're going to have a great time. And mom and dad and everybody in the house, come on, all of our family, all of our friends, we're going to have a good time. What's awesome is one touch by the Holy Spirit caused Mary to produce in her. And here's the great thing is that Mary had everything in her that she needed to produce and deliver Jesus to the world. God didn't have to reconstruct her. She already had it. All I got to do is put the seed in you, and here's the deal. It will produce. And God has put seeds in every one of us, and they will produce. You hear what I'm saying? And it is our job during this Christmas season to continue to deliver Jesus to a world of skeptics, a world of people hurting, a world of people in fear. Come on. It is our job. We take the assignment on, and here's the deal. I can't wait to deliver Jesus to a hurting world. You can deliver hope this season. For every believer, Christmas is a great opportunity to show the world Jesus. He's on the way. Can you imagine, just for a second, the whole concept of the angel coming to Mary and saying, here's what I'm going to do with your life? See, this leads me to my third point, and the third point is this. Jesus never wanted his birth to steal your praise. Jesus never wanted his birth to steal your praise. I love how Mary, let's read this next verse. Mary arose in those days and went to the hill country with haste. Everybody say haste. haste. To the city of Judea. Now here's the thing. I like Mary's response. I like Mary's response. Here is the angel, the angel. She's just hanging out. Poof. Hey, Mary, guess what? You're going to get pregnant. What? Uh, yeah, I'm going to just change your whole life. You've been really, fa you're a favored woman of God. And so kind of here's the down low. You are going to birth the Messiah. Ta-da. And instantly she wakes up the very next day. And it says that she goes with haste to the city of of Judea. Now here's the thing is I like her thought process because there are so many people, even Christians that I meet that are heavy with the weight and the burden of being a Christian. I like Mary because she doesn't get heavy under the burden of a huge task. Think about this. She quickly wakes up. She quickly heads out. And where does she go? She goes to the city of Judea. And what is that name? That name means praise. 
When God gives me an assignment, I wake up quick and I'm headed toward praise that he would pick me, that he would use me, that even with my lip and my issues and my, my frustrations and my anger and all of these things that I don't have perfect, God would still give me an assignment and he would send me somewhere and guess what? I'm going to wake up quick and I'm going to head towards praise. A lot of people make the calling of God so I'm serving Jesus. I gotta put lights on my house at Christmas so everybody knows he's the light of the world and my bills go up. It's all heavy. Before we know it, everything's heavy. And Jesus never wanted this time, come on, to be something heavy for us, something that would steal our praise. Just know that the name Judah means praise. And think about what she was going to deal with. The question of how she got pregnant. Where, why she was leaving town. The change of her being a mother when she herself still felt like a child. Everything in her life would change. It would be harder. Church, we got to remove this concept that when we serve Jesus, it's all easy. Now, I am not telling you that it's so heavy that we can't do it, because we can do it. God said that he will never put more on us than we can handle, and I am not trying to make this heavy, because really, here's the thing, it is so light. It's amazing, when my phone rings, I never get scared of who's going to be on the other end. I can tell my wife the code to my phone, 6559. You know why I don't care? Because the only reason I have a code on my phone is because I kept pocket dialing people. <laughs> but I'm not trying to hide my phone. And that's my phone. And how dare you? That's my property. I just can't. I have nothing. Look on it all. I'm not trying to hide one thing from you. My email, my phone, what I watch on Netflix, we don't delete history, baby. All I'm saying is, I love where I'm at in my life. And yeah, it may be a little harder, and yeah, there, I may live in a glass house, but guess what? I lay my head down, never wondering if she's going to call my wife. Or if he's going to, or if they're going to find out, or if my past is going to been redeemed let Katie know on the front day here's all my issues you want in she's like let me think about it <laughs> it was never supposed to be heavy but we make it so 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 heavy here is a, a young girl that got band blasted Come on, some of you, you know you're scheduled people. You know you're, just raise your hand if you're a scheduled person. Just do it, okay? And so if your schedule gets jacked, you're like having to mo emotionally get right again. <gasps> we were supposed to go to IHOP. It's like it gets real. I already knew what I wanted. I looked at the menu two weeks ago. The truth is this. We let so many things steal our praise. This is the greatest season in the world. You know what? And it, if we make it all hard, 
Mary shows us that when God calls us out and puts something in us, while it may be difficult and while we may have to sacrifice, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. You know, I didn't always have this type of perspective. Truth is, for years, Christmas was hard. And it was a reminder of conflict, pain, and hardship. I had a love-hate relationship with Christmas because I, I just felt incredible pressure during the season. If it be finances, if it be visiting my parents and being put in the middle because of divorce, if it, if it be annual Christmas fights, you know, everybody have an annual Christmas conflict. Bottom line, the season used to be heavy for me. But I got around some people that changed my idea of what Christmas can be. And they put something in me. And now we decorate. I mean, how dumb is it to decorate your house? You just got to clean it all up. <laughs> and then you spend all the money to buy stuff and the kids break it. I mean, that money could be like in a savings account. All I'm telling you is if... Christians don't go all out. Then who's going to? If we don't get excited about the season, if we're not always bringing it back around, and I'm not saying we can't have fun. We can have fun. We got stockings. We do all of that. But I'm just saying if we don't bring it back around and make this season person, uh, purposeful, then what this season will be is it'll just be about getting and it's directly opposite from what we're celebrating. Did you know the dictionary, the meaning of Christmas is a celebration and a festival to celebrate Christ? That's the dictionary. Look it up on the, on the web. That's what it is. There is no image of the red guy. There is no image of the, the, with the, the, the reindeer with the nose. There is not. It is a celebration and a festival of the birth of Christ. Yeah. Come on. Get your ham. Get your turkey. Get your cold cuts. I don't care what you got. You may rock, rock Vienna sausages. But rocking with some celebration, baby. We fixing the party. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry, I hated bringing the sausages. <laughs> uh, the last one is this. Look at me. No, number four. Number four. Get out of your way. The last thing is this. Number four is we carry Jesus. When we carry Jesus, we carry life. We carry life. There should be life in us. There should be this life in us. Luke chapter 1 verse 40, it says, and, and, and we're talking about Mary had gone to see Elizabeth and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she spoke out with a loud voice, said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. By, uh, but why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Don't be a Grinch. 
Don't bow hum, hum, bow, hum, bow humbug. You should carry life. There should be something in you. When God activates the calling, come on somebody, in you and you carry that, people should go, I don't even know what that was, but I like being around you. I don't know what that is. You know what, I, I, I was getting a new phone. I had some issues with my phone and I was over there at AT&T and I was just sitting there talking to this and it was like, it took forever. And so we and this uh, girl started talking and my wife was in and out. We were just talking, hanging out and and I said, hey, you know what? I want to invite you to our church. And she was like, ah, no church. I was kind of like, what? And she was like, yeah, no, I used to work at um, a restaurant on Sundays. I know church. And I was like, uh, what are you talking about? And she was like, I know that people leave church and it seems like they got their conscience fixed. And they got a little prayer, and then they go out to eat, and they look great, but they're rude, they don't tip, they're mean, and they're frustrated if it takes a long time. And, and she said, I, I, I ran this restaurant, it was a Chinese restaurant, she was the general manager, and she said, the truth is, uh, we kind of made fun of Sundays, and people would not want to work on Sundays. People would ask off because of church people. And she said, I, I've even experienced here at AT&T, you know, Sunday after church, after everybody eats, they come and they want to do their phone. And they, I mean, most of the people that I have contact with on Sundays, it's our worst day. I was like, challenge accepted. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, heck no. I am going every Sunday. I'm going to hug everybody. How y'all doing? AT&T, we love y'all. How y'all doing? Y'all want some donuts? I mean, I, the reality is we have an opportunity to carry life. To do a good job. Because here's the deal. The world can't carry that. It, has, it doesn't have life. It's looking for something. It's trying to find it in, in, in relationships. It's trying to find it in money. It's trying to find it in love. It's trying to find it in other places. Mary had something in her that caused joy to leap in somebody else. Over this next week, the end of this next week, you'll be around family. You'll be victimized by a schedule that you didn't pick. Okay, we're all doing this now. Great, I hate that. I hate all that. It's great. I was just thinking, never do that. Are you going to carry life? Are you the family that everybody wants to hang out with? Are you the people, come on, are you, are your kids the ones that everybody loves to be around? Are your, this, and here's the thing, it's not, I'm not trying to add pressure, but I'm just trying to add a perspective that we carry life. We carry life. And I'm not going to be negative. I'm not going to be a Scrooge. I'm not going to be bah humbug. I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to be in traffic where my kids, ah, I just hate this. Can't wait for Christmas to be over. Because guess what? They're thinking, I can't wait for Christmas to be over. You hate Christmas. I'm going to be like my mom, my dad, and my grandma. I'm going to hate Christmas too. 
Man, look at all these people. Come on, isn't this awesome? Baby, we need to leave five hours early. Why? Because we're going to be in traffic. You know what? Because everybody's celebrating. And we're just going to have to get glad. You hear what I'm saying? When you go out to eat, let joy rise. When you're with your family, let joy rise. Speak to a purpose in someone's life and allow something to happen in their life. What is leaping in them because you walked in? Well, here's what I want to tell you, church. Carry life. Be faithful to the message. Be faithful to the message of Christ. Be a promoter and not a hinderer. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. What are y'all watching? I don't want to do that. Oh, great. So much fun. We're glad we invited you. No, we're not going to your church. Come on. Is this true? Is this real talk? This season is the beginning of something new. Just think how awesome it is that Christmas and love and giving ends the year and propels us to a brand new year. Come on, this is strategic. And I know that Jesus really wasn't born in, on December the 25th, but it's when we choose to celebrate it and we've got to celebrate it right. Here's the takeaway. How will you enter this Christmas week? Tired? Stress? Hurt? Mad? Or proclaiming He's on the way? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message ministered to you. Feel free to let us know on the Connect tab of the House Church app. We hope you have a great week.